Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Alrighty then, it is time to get to work. We have four games to go through here. A deep dive into all of those remaining preseason games. And thankfully, there wasn't a heap of injuries, but a couple of smaller ones um, and one big one, unfortunately. And it was two, I think it's going to be a bigger one uh, to Cohen Hess there in the Cowboys game. But we'll get into that in a second. Kick things off, guys. Uh, yeah, so much has changed in, in sort of my team at the moment, the structure I'm looking at as well. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's a wild. Yeah, each game changes something. Whether it's a little niggle, whether it's um, yeah, someone has shown some improvement and the like. Um, if you do want to see the changes that I'm making on a hourly basis or however however often it changes at the moment, uh, please consider joining that private disc, uh, private group there on Facebook. Um, yeah, I've got four five days now to to jump in there before that is done, and you don't have to hear me talk about it anymore. Um, unless you're in it and you're absolutely benefiting from everything involved there. So all the details are in the description. Jump in there. Dragons 34, the Tigers 18 in this one. So this is uh, last night, obviously. And the Dragons played much better. The Tigers were very, very poor, unfortunately. So let's just look into the team stats to kick things off. A little bit more possession to the Tigers, which doesn't bode too well either. And only 51 and a half uh, minutes with the time in possession. So ball in play. Completion rate for Tigers at 95% is absolutely incredible, but they were very, very slow and just not good enough at the game of football, unfortunately. There were a few bright spots, which we'll speak about. With the Dragons, for, to, for them to complete a 68% and drop the ball 11 times and win very, very comfortably out here is not great signs for the Tigers there. But in saying that, let's get into some of the individual performances there. So Connor Molas, and he ended up playing sort of Basically, just the second half, or a little bit into the fir- into the first half and the second half, and tackled his butt off. So he did a, a cracking job there as well. In the centres, it was Moses Suli, who was incredible again against a, a Tiger side, but he does look fitter and stronger. And I am predicting a bounce back, like I have been in the preseason content. And uh, yeah, I doubt that he's going to go as enormous as he did in this game. Played the majority of the game, sort of close to seventy minutes there. And, uh, and did a good job. Tyrell Sloan was much better in this game than he was in the previous as well. And Jaden Sua is an absolute beast, that is for sure. Same with Stefano on the other side. He's showing, he seems to do this. He seems to play sort of that 40-odd minutes and, and really be dominant. And that was on show here. 
with the 55 points in this one. So with the Dragons to kick things off, guys, Zach Lomax obviously scored a try there. He's five from six on conversions. I still think you expect him to score pretty well on a wing. And then you've got Suli and Bird, who I think both could average somewhere. Bird obviously higher than Moses, I think, in this one. But for, for Suli, I think he can get closer to that 40 mark, which would you know be exactly what, what we want. Uh, I definitely think there's a possibility he can get there. It's more likely it's a 35. But I think either way, at his price, with some of the injuries that are around, um, he's definitely not the worst option if, you, if you're looking to have a secondary guy, if Aitken doesn't get the role. Because that's something that we, you know, we looked at in in yesterday's games with the Dolphins there is that it's very, very likely that, that Lem will be starting and, and Aiken was sort of playing on Felice's side. So unless Felice goes to the middle, unless Aiken goes to the middle, you're probably looking at Penasini who obviously looked great in the, in that game that we just watched there as well. So Sully, definitely an option. Keep him in your book there. And then Jack Bird, price too high, obviously on the edge and middle games that he played last year, but he'll be great. And I think with Sully as well, guys, that he gets Ravalawa on his on his left side. And I think that's, um, I think that's good news because he hasn't really had a... A, a dominant winger in on his side for a, a bunch of years, really. They've kind of um, you know, cycled through that left-hand side and the right side with Ravart was always strong with him getting lots of tries. So again, picked up a try in this one and there will be games there where Suli picks up try assists on that. He picked up a try himself and could have had a second uh, apart from a, an obstruction there. So something to note there for sure. Flanagan actually kicked a little bit more in this one, guys. So that was Obviously helpful to, to note there, 152 kick meters, sort of a little little under 100 there when Hunt was on the field. And then Hunt uh, yeah went off with about 20 to go in this one. Flanagan, uh, they kept him on. And then he came off and I think Hunt was trying to go back on uh, with about 10 minutes to go. But uh, yeah, that didn't happen, obviously. Uh, so Flanagan, again, these are the games that he'll, he'll show that he can get you a 30-odd. And if they do play this well then I think that they'll they'll do a little bit better they played much better than they did last week but again against the Tigers as I said who completed well but um, just weren't able to have any any speed on the ball or anything like that some of the really jumped out off the page for me in this one was actually Francis Molo he he ran really really well 164 meters for 58 posts and if he can continue to do that he's not going to be fantasy relevant but I think he's going to help those the, the Dragons middles that's for sure um, and then you know guys like Hunt and Flanagan and Little, who we saw in the first half dominated. He got 38 points in just under half a footy, which was very, very good. But um, as we saw, Connor uh, Molaisen there come, come on and, and, and did really, really well defensively. Yeah, worked his, worked his butt off, as I said. So that's something to note there. But if he's not on that bench, then Little becomes an option, given he um, he played really well. But there's a little bit of an injury concern on him as well. So something to note. Uh, Blake Laurie, kind of only 27 meters for him, wasn't great. Uh, I believe he had to go off at one point. Correct me if I'm wrong, but um, I think that's why he ended up playing. Uh, only getting 18 points there with 17 tackles. Eisenhuth, you can take out of your considerations, guys. You got Lucy coming over, and then Ramford Tyler Mariner played really, really well there and got the 41. So 64 run meters for him, big tackle numbers as well, 28 for two. And uh, yeah, obviously some attack inside of that with the try assist and the line break assist there as well for Fatal Mariner, so I think it's going to be hard-pressed to see Eisenhuth get big minutes in the middle or on the edge as well. Guys like Viliami Fafita came on and played a little stint, but I think with Lucy coming, it's hard to see him get on that bench as well. Someone to know, guys, Jaden Sui played about 60 minutes and he got 58 points, and, and it's the best I've ever seen him in the last few weeks, that's for sure. Uh, he had a, a bit of a stretch last year where he was averaging 50 for a good portion of the year uh, and then fell off a little bit, but seven tackle breaks for him, loved a crab run a little Jack Bird sideways special, uh, and then had times where he was running dead straight as well. 
21 tackles for four misses is where you're going to fall away with him getting the chances of, of being a 55 or 60 type of guy. Um, and that's probably what you need to note on, on Sewer is if he's going to play 80 minutes and can drop down a few of the missed tackles, then, then he's going to be a, a gem, that's for sure. Jack DeBellin was a strange one, guys. 33 tackles, six misses. He does look a little bit slower this year than he did last year. I don't know if he's carrying something or what's going on, but he definitely doesn't look the same. Even in attack, he was sort of a bit elusive. He'd get a couple of tackle breaks. He'd get the offload and just didn't look anything like it. So I think at this stage, uh, we can move away from DeBellin and, and then just stick with the you know, the Murrays, the, um, the Haases, the Hopgoods, these types of guys at that top tier range. That's for sure. And I think from there, there's not really much else to say from their benches there. No, that is all. Okay, let's move along to the Tigers. Obviously, uh, as I said, a pretty poor showing for them. Overall, uh, a lot of these guys you can leave out of your sides. I think, you know, Caesar was solid, but I don't think you can look at, at slotting him in your team from round one. Sullivan, again, had one really good moment where he set up a try. Uh, outside of that, I don't think he was amazing. Someone I think I'm very close to locking into my side uh, is actually Lockie Galvin. He was very, very impressive. I think he was one of their best when he came on the park. It looks like he'll play as that utility guy. He played a little bit on the left edge. He also you know, played a little bit of six in there as well. Um, and you know, was influential in a couple of the tries as well. Just um, just showing some good footy now, now switches good. Um, so I think Galvin is a high chance of being on that in that 14 role and obviously being second or next in line, I should say, to, to get a spot in the halves and uh, could fight his way into a start as well. I don't think Sullivan is completely set. Um, and so Galvin, I think I'm willing to take a punt on at 2.30 as um, as a guy that could uh, could do a good job for us. But we'll see. Uh, that's where I just wear, where my head's at at the moment. If we don't get any other cheapies, then he'll be one of my cheapy guys. There's also one we'll speak about in the Cowboys game, which will be interesting for sure. Okay, so Stefano, yeah, really look good, guys. 187 run meters, 76 post with 10 tackle breaks. So, again, you're not going to get that on a weekly basis. Tackle numbers for him, 21 and 1. So, yeah, solid overall. While we're on the tackle numbers, guys, Abby Coruscant, 27 for 9 misses. And, and these hookers at the moment, it is an absolute wasteland. And that's why I'm very, very much looking at Harry Grant as the one of the clear top options, um, obviously, in, in the hooking position, but as a, as a bit of a safer option. And he's probably the only one that, that didn't miss a bunch of tackles this weekend, which is funny because Grant usually misses a bunch as well. But he has the upside on top, uh, the attacking upside on top of that you know, defensive workload in a strong side. So Happy didn't, definitely didn't show in this game why he would look to pick him up and the Tigers didn't either. So really you need, a, an improve, and, and need the Tigers to be improving and it's very unlikely at this point that that's going to be the case there so i think for me appy can be left but i know a lot of people are interested in him and i wouldn't push you away from it let's let's just say that isaiah probably with solid guys the 86 run meters was fine obviously the um defensive numbers though 31 tackles for six misses again not exactly what you're looking at against the dragon side as well most of these guys should have pretty good uh, tackle numbers, obviously a few of the crab crab runner guys in, in the sewers, but he's on that same side as, as Suli Sua. So yeah, him and his mates uh, out there in, in Stafford Toa couldn't um couldn't tackle him. So couldn't tackle them. So that's a bit of an issue in Ravalawa as well. I think that's going to be a really, really solid side and it probably helps out Flanagan as well. At left-hand side for the um for the Dragons. So keep that in mind. Isaiah, have a watch. Watch party on him. 
Asukapoa just looks like a really good footy player, but yeah, that's about all we need to say on him at this point. I, I think Bateman will be back in time and, and he'll be good to go for round one. Alex Seyfarth, guys, was a very interesting one with him because he, he ran the footy plenty, but I thought, I thought at 13 he was going to be a bit more of that ball player, but every time they seemed to pass it to him, he'd just go, nah, and then just run straight, which is obviously good for us as fantasy players, but um, he, he played some decent minutes out there and, and still defensively he's missing tackles, so 24 for four. He's not really going to have a big um, you know, tackle-breaking type of, of game. He did have one offload in there and one tackle break. Yeah, um, which is cool. But yeah, 35 at that price is, is still making money, but it's not an absolute slam dunk. So I think we can watch him, to be honest with you, from round one. Um, and yeah, I think he could be a looper, obviously, or, or Galvin could be a looper. And, and you look there, and he's a running 5'8 there. Lockie, 97 meters running. He did get 30 points in... 50 minutes or whatever it was, something like that. No, he came on 24, 25 minutes gone. So 55 minutes there uh, that, that, that Galvin got and a little bit of a you know, running roll on that left-hand side, which was good for 90-odd meters. No tackle breaks in that in this one. So there's obviously room to grow in that. One offload, which was cool. And defensively, 13 tackles for a miss. So happy days for Lockie on that. There's no attacking stats. He did have 120 kick meters. So to get 30 at 230K, off the bench and in what could be his type of role in a 40 or 50 minute role um, in, a, in, a, in a good way, I think at 14, but it could be less obviously. And um, obviously a looper in round one as well with a chance if there's injury that he'll come straight into that side and, and potentially lead it, which is wild at 18 years old, but he uh, is very talented and that's all I'm going to leave you with on that one. Uh, for New Bolle, he actually had a, a really great effort of a game. 136 run meters there with a line break. So, yeah, something to note with him. And the defensive stats were okay with three misses uh, with 22 makes. The rest of the guys on the bench, that Heath, Heath Mason had a, a lovely try in that one as well. Um, that was good to see him come out and sort of just finish off this game and do a great job. Um, that's probably it on the Tigers, guys. Let me know your thoughts on that game. If you got any stocks in Dragons, guys, if you got any stocks in Tigers players, and let me know where you're at. All right, let's go to the Panthers and the Wigan Warriors. And just there, the GOAT, Isaiah Yo. How, how bloody good is that man, isn't he? So this was played in the wet, guys. So take from that what you will. But this was uh, time of possession was much higher there at 57 or just over 57 minutes compared to the 50s and the 53s in the preseason trials that we've seen. The completion rate for Panthers is pretty low compared to their stock standard and the, and the Warriors there at 86%. So... Congrats to them. They had less time in possession and were able to get away with the win in this one. So congrats to them. I suppose a, a few things to, to note out of this, that the Panthers' attack was some of the worst I've seen. It was very strange that, um, yeah, they were able to, it kind of worked in certain ways. Like they had heaps of opportunities to attack and they were like running the footy on the last and a lot of time was like through the middle or like a short ball and it kind of happened too many times for it to be like an accident. And uh, which which just meant that they were you know turning over ten out twenty out uh, with a set defensive line and, and Wigan were sort of kicking out at their end a lot which um, which allowed Panthers to stay in this game but uh, they were very very clunky in attack and, and very similar to that from last year so hopefully they can sort that out a little bit and our our captain Cleary can can go back to to doing great things but um, yeah just something to note there that it was in the wet so I just love the chance over there and stuff it's it's it's, it's good footy to watch that's for sure and. A few ex NRL players that uh, yeah, Jay Field, Jay Field absolutely loves a goosey, that's for sure. And uh, Bevan French had a terrific uh, cutout ball for that first try as well. So very impressive from those two guys who didn't really fire a shot in the NRL, but absolutely dominant 
over there uh, in England, and they did really, really well against the Panthers in this one. So congrats to them. Congrats on the win. They absolutely deserved it. They played really well. And then Cruz Leeming, who um, played for the Titans last year or the year before, uh, picked up a try back on the inside as well as their bench hooker. So, yeah, congrats to them on that one. Let's go to the Panthers now. And Dylan Edwards looked really, really solid. Obviously, the runs, 25 runs, guys, 288 meters. For those that, uh, I'll point you out, Callum, that um, picked him up when we're talking about, oh, he could be like a, the, the superstar keeper for the rest of the year, Dylan Edwards, and then he absolutely fell off a cliff. So this would absolutely kill you because this is what he was scoring and the run meters he was looking at in the first um, you know, sort of half of the season last year and 12 tackle breaks in that. So yeah, incredible for Dylan Edwards in this one. Hopefully that's something that uh, we continue to see. Big news here, guys, was Taylor May with 52 points. So that was all in, in base, really. So he had one line break, 175 meters run. Eight tackle breaks in that, so he has absolutely lost nothing with a couple of offloads and 11 tackles for zero misses. So can we say he's a good center? I think we can say that straight up, and that's his first game there, and he absolutely did a cracking job. Worked out hard out of his own end and, uh, yeah, was great in attack without... without uh, sorry, he almost saved that. Did he almost save that final try as well? Yeah, it was very, very... No, he almost scored the final try, I should say. Um, yeah, wild. Good efforts from him. Isaac Tungo as well with... With 38, so both those guys did really well. All the outside backs had to do plenty of work. 245 run meters for Toto and uh, 145 for Tango and 136 for Taruva. And unsure what's happening with Taruva at the moment. It looks like it might be a MCL type, PCL type of issue, something like that, with the his knee going into the turf. So just keep an eye out on him and any news on him over the next few days. What about Jack Cole coming out with 152 run meters for 52 fantasy points? So. He's he's one to look at in the um in the future, obviously. And if uh, Jerome Luai has any complications, then Jack Cole will come in and do a good job. I did have a line break for twenty seven tackles for zero misses. Is is clap worthy? That's absolutely incredible. What well on to him, you know, Cleary. What a softy. Nineteen tackles for three misses. Come on, Jack. Uh, can you be a bit more like Jack, Nath? Jesus. Um, but uh, what about Nath? Two hundred thirty seven run meters. So he didn't have a cracking game at all. Didn't have any try assist. Did score the try, obviously. Um, without a line break, is that correct? Without a line break, yep. Um, for 60 points and yeah, didn't do anything super special there. Only 327 kick meters, had more run meters. Obviously, then um, yeah, ran the footy more they did, clearly, as I was talking about, than, than they did kicking the footy. But uh, 60 in a game where he didn't do that well, I think is great. And it's yeah, very similar to that of Hines in the All-Stars game was that he got 61 or whatever he got in a, um, in a well-beaten side. Sorry, in a, in a game where it was wet and he didn't do anything well. They did win that game. Anyway, Mitch Kenny at 60 points for this one. People ask me about him already, and, and he's one of those guys that can have massive tackle number games, 59 tackles for three misses, and then there's other games where he has 10 misses and like 30 tackles. So he's such a hard one to work out because there are games there where he really, really struggles in, in that side of the ball, and he got try assists in this one as well. So there will be games where he gets high, and there'll be games where he gets low. Someone that uh, is not inconsistent, that's Isaiah Yo. He is an absolute beast out there on the on the park. 80 minutes again, 160 run meters and like 50 tackle, 35 tackles for zero misses. He gets offloads. He gets tackle breaks in there as well. So Isaiah is super impressive and, and someone that you should always look to have in your side. That's for sure. You should never be um, dismissing him. Let's say that. Liam Henry, guys, 20 in about 25 minutes, I think it was in the end. He only played in the second half. You had Lindsey Smith playing, I believe, 49 minutes. It actually came, yeah, it actually gave us all the minutes. 47 for Lindsey. Oh, 16 minutes for 
bit of Liam Henry. That actually works out well. He's such a workhorse. He defended his butt off. Uh, 16 tackles for no misses in 16 minutes, which is great. But the big issue here with Liam, you're looking for him to sort of take Spencer Lanyu's role as a 30 to 33-minute guy, and Eisenhower took that in this game, the 29 minutes. Lindsay Smith playing 47, which is massive. Uh, and you had Luke Garner playing 59 on that edge. So, yeah, that's probably the big thing to note is that would be pretty normal that one of the edges would uh, lose some minutes, sort of play around the 60 mark, and then Fish-Harris or Leota plays sort of, they split, yeah, 40 and 50 kind of between them very normally um, in games. And then Lindsay Smith there t- took the bulk of that, which was frustrating for anyone looking at like a Liam Henry. Uh, and then Scott Sorensen will be back returning from this game. It sounds like it's a bit of a leg issue. He should be fine. Okay, let's go to the Raiders and the Cows, guys. Make sure you check me out on uh, on the socials as well, NRL Cricket Analysis there. Uh, podcast is a cool one to check out as well. If you um, yeah, just find that easier as well, that you can uh, jump on and do that. So, um, yeah, thanks for being here. Raiders and Cows there, 26 to 36. Cowboys won, and they didn't look great at the start, that's for sure, when Strange and Savage went over before the Cows scored a try. There were some good signs. There were some bad signs. So, for the Raiders, let's kick things off, actually, with those stats there. And time of possession, 54% for Cows. You had the ball in play for 46 minutes. 45, yeah, 46, basically, on the dot, which is, what, 10 minutes less in, in play time than the game we were, just, we were just talking about in the Panthers game. So 74% completion, 76%, nine errors to 11 errors. So 20 errors in, in total is plenty um, and something we don't want to be seeing from any of these teams come the next game in round one. Most tackles, this will tell the story, guys. 26 and 25. So a very attacking style of game. Lots of errors in that as well. Lots of points put on given there was 62. So, yeah, don't take too much stock out of this. My big thing with Robson, guys, is that I felt like he looked very, very similar to the back end of last year. Did miss a couple of tackles. It's just more the thing is, like, if he's not averaging sort of 40-odd tackles, where is he going to get to a 50 score with only a few runs and then his missed tackles and the like? So I'm going a little bit cooler on Robson after this game. I just don't think he looked any any better than he did in the back end of last year. So that's just my current thoughts at the moment. Helam Lukey will speak about in a second. How good is being on that right wing uh, for a left to right drink water pass? That's for sure. And we'll speak about Thomas McKayley in a minute. That's for bloody sure. But yeah, condolences to Cohen Hess and, and very much hope that he is okay or it's only sort of a four to six week MCL or PCL or something like that and not an ACL, please. But he knew it was bad, basically. He wasn't happy. On the park there, that's for sure. Uh, we had a few tries there, obviously, too. You know, Strange had a lovely one himself. The big news with Ethan Strange, guys, is the fact that he got sin-binned and it was a dumper tackle on... Who was it? On his head. I can't remember who it was now. McIntyre or something. But um, he was doing really well, and I think he would have won the sixth spot. He looked better defensively in attack. He looked great uh, compared to that of Weeks. And I think he'll be out for a few weeks, unfortunately. We'll see what happens at Casualty Award, uh, Casualty Award, um, Judiciary for Tuesday. And if uh, if he's going to be in or out of this side come, well, next week's team list, basically, in a week and a half, which will be the next one. I can't believe our team lists are in two days. That is incredible for Vegas games. Uh, James Schiller came back to earth, didn't he? Won in this one. He had a bunch of missed tackles and penalties. Not good in that one. All their outside backs weren't amazing, except for Timokor. He had a really, really good first half. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. 
But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And then, yeah, really the whole Raiders team was super low in points and the like in the second half. I don't know how much you can take out of that, given that there was so much free-flowing and the Raiders weren't able to do too much themselves. Uh, looks like Weeks now will have that spot in the sixth jersey. Like, he had some good moments and stuff, but um, I think Strange was better. So that's probably our main worry there, is how many weeks Strange is actually out for. Does he actually get sided? Or do we actually get him for round one? That's a bunch of questions to have, and I think Strange has the jump. Um, but after he got sit bin, he didn't get put back on, so... Not sure what that means, Stiggy, but uh, let us know. Danny Levi, I think he's out of our contention at the moment. He kind of you know, made seven tackles in his time out in the park. Ran the ball, what, once for 11, 11 meters. I just don't think you can rely on Danny Levi, even though he's 280-something K. Morgan Smithies look really good, guys. He only played the one stint. So it was 23 in about 26 to 27 minutes. He was off somewhere in that minute there. Uh, by the time I yeah, saw him come on the screen, uh, Sorry, wasn't on the screen anymore. That's where it was. So really, really good at that. Defensively was awesome. He ran for 50-odd meters and 20 tackles for no misses. Expect that in round one. But a 520K, I just think you can leave him and and watch him at the moment. That is for sure. Uh, who else do we need to speak about? No one else in that study. Well, I suppose Xavier, just low points. It's going to happen. He scored a try in this one and got low points. And we're looking at sort of Nick Kotrick now had a pretty good Solo try, but without that, he would have been like an eight. Um, and that was a pretty soft defensive effort. So I'm not expecting that. Uh, regular, and it was through the middle rather than being on the on the edge or in the centers. Trey, Trey Mooney looked really, really good, guys. So he worked hard as well. 23 tackles, one miss. And he looks like he's um yeah improved as well. Something to note with him. Chevy Stewart got 16 points. He was okay. You got Atta Mariota uh, was out there doing good things. So are all these forwards, guys. That they've, you've got so many forwards on the Raiders, which is incredible. Peter Holler scored another try. And then Zach Hosking with 25 points and some absolutely beautiful tackle technique. That is for sure. So we'll see what happens with him. I'd say he's going to come off the bench and you know, Elliot Whitehead might move to the middle a little bit. But um, yeah, obviously Whitehead didn't play many minutes in this one. Just the eight uh, points for him. Let's go to the cows now. Three teams to go. All right, let's do it. So Scotty Drinkwater looked just as good. He didn't run the ball as much. 52 run meters, but three tries. line break assist. The left to right pass is incredible. Um, and just creates things. There's one where he got you know, out of dummy half and, and took three defenders with him and just offloaded it back on the inside to, to Zach Labutt, who scored. And let's talk about Labutt now. And I think he is really, really good footballer. And he's taken the leap. Obviously, he was brand new last year. And showed his talent. Unfortunately, he's put a price to himself out of contention for our fantasy teams. But um, he looked great, guys. 60 fantasy points in this one with a try. Ended up getting a goal kick as well, which is cool to know that um, yeah, it's Holmes, Drinkwater, and then Zach Labutt, his third choice in line uh, for later down the track. But um, 
yeah, he was awesome, and that's exactly what you want to see, that leap. And, and defensively, he was pretty solid as well, I, I believe. Yeah, and he had to make um, five tackles, one miss. Dearden, I don't, didn't see much difference from him, to be honest with you. And, and Chad, I, I, they weren't really the guys that, that rat led this thing. Um, was on the back of sort of drink water. And and um, that right-hand side was really, really strong, obviously. Drinky, Carl Feltz scoring three, could have been four or something like that. So that winging spot is the best, um, whether it's Felty or Valame. Um, both are going to get good fantasy points. Not enough to buy in our, in our teams, but yeah, that's that. Uh, who else we got? Robson, yeah, the 23, and he played sort of, what was it, 50 minutes? 50? Yeah. Yeah, Just uh, I think just over, just about 50 minutes. He came back on the second half for just a little bit and then went off, but um, yeah, he was sort of under 20 at halftime, and, and that's not good. Tamalolo, I just didn't see the, the big jump that I wanted from him. 92 run meters for 28 Post contact, you can't. I don't think you can select him in your side at that price. Hilm Luki at 40, 41 points in the end, guys. The big thing I noted with this and that what they haven't done in previous years was give him good ball and early ball. He is going to terrorize some teams. This one, this one wasn't. They actually defended him really well. Ethan Strange was on him for a decent amount and defended great in that first half, and they missed a couple on him later. But 168 run meters, 18 runs there. And he had four tackle breaks. And some other days, that'll be like 10. He looked great. Um, probably a good thing that he didn't score incredibly well in this one. He played about 60 minutes as well. Uh, came back on at the end, just for a, a five or so. Um, so about 50 in the first, 55 to 60, I think it was in total. But um, if he scored a bunch of tries and stuff, I think he's going to be higher owned. I think he'll slide a little bit more under the radar for those that want a bit more of a pod. But 17 tackles for zero misses is massive in in our thoughts for him. Robson had two misses early. I think it was 12, 12 makes, two misses, and it was a bit frustrating um, to even see that and just brought back some memories from last year. That's for sure. So Lukey is firmly looking to be in my side under 500K. But again, we'll have to see how things go. Cotter there, 38, and he played about 50 minutes, so just under. In the, I don't know if he did he go off right at the end. I'm not exactly sure, but he played the first 25 minutes and he came on with 25 to go. Actually, that might have been right. I think, yeah, actually, that's right. He came off with about f- six or seven to go, so 40 odd minutes for 38 points there. And, and obviously, we're hoping for a, a little bit more. Um, obviously, with him, you're looking for him to be closer to the 50 mark. And in that case, we do need 55 to 60 minutes. And I think with the injury to Hess, someone has to step up. And I don't think it's going to be Tamalolo. I think it needs to be Cotter. He actually looked really, really fit. He got an offload away, got a tackle break early. So happy days with that hit out for Cotter. And I think he will be a good selection in our sides. And yeah, I think, yeah, you probably only have one in that sort of price range, whether it's him, it's Elliot. So we'll um, have to find out which one I'm deciding to pick, but uh, it would be fun to have someone. If I'm not if I'm not going to go with Robson, I, th- I think that uh, having Cotter, having Lukey could be helpful in this side. Um, that looked still a bit on and off, to be honest with you. But the big news story here is the bench. Oh, by the way, I absolutely love Tom Chester. He's officially, obviously, we, we love Lukey. We love um, drinking, Laybutt. But um, Tom Chester, I absolutely love how much effort he puts in it. And if, I wish that the rest of these Cowboys put as much effort into into the game as he does. And we would be an absolute belter of a side. So played a little bit of fullback, a little bit of center as well when Val went off. Um, but yeah, just worked really hard. And he, um, yeah, that's exactly what we want, that work ethic. Sam McIntyre came out and worked hard. He seems to be defensively very sound this year for the Cows, which is good. So picked up 30 fantasy points. And, and the big one here is Thomas McKayley. Not in the fantasy app yet, but he has taken a massive leap from his time at the, at the Tigers. And God, he was fighting for a top 30 spot anyway. 
for then Cohen Hess to to get injured and he absolutely stepped up and he's the only forward I think that we have. Finne actually, um, yeah, Kulikefe actually ran the ball really, really hard. Luki ran the ball hard as well, but they're obviously on the edges for the most part, but no middles ran the, run the ball that hard apart from close to Griffin Neem there, I'd say. But McKaylee is absolutely needed in this side, whether it's a, a 30 minute roll or what. 15 minutes either side of um, of halftime. I think he is an absolute must in this side and, and he should be earning a top 30 spot with Lucy going as well. 62 fantasy points for um, for two tries in there and a line break with defensive numbers of 11 makes for one miss. As I said, yeah, no real big tackle numbers. So he'll get a few of them as well. But running the footy, he was incredible. He'll get you some tackle breaks and the like there, which is exactly what we want. So... McKaylee, I'm leaving a spot open in my side currently for him at close to 230k, I hope, 250 or whatever it's going to be. And uh, yeah, he'll be in that side for sure. That's where we're at. Let's leave it to the last one, guys. So we've got Titans up against the Eels, a finish of 26 to 16. And there were some great signs in this and there were some sad signs in this because I was really super keen on Bailey Simonson, guys. And unfortunately, he has picked up a little hammy niggle. So they had ice on him on his hammy. There at the end, which is a little bit frustrating, that's for sure. And he, you know, had 23 points at halftime. We went off just before half, and uh, had a try assist in there. Ran the footy well. He, you know, I think I said to the guys in the in the private group, I after that first run where he got a tackle break and, and ran for an extra sort of 10 post meters, I was like, yep, you are in my side. And then Will Penasini a second later gets an awesome try, um, just manhandling people on the right hand side. I was like, oh, Penasini, you're in my team too. So at one point, I had both of them. And uh, yeah, it looks like we might have to change that with with Bailey at this point. Was really happy with everything that he did in this one. He only had to make two tackles. So a lot of it went down that right-hand side with Penasini, who we know is a guy that is a, like a 17 tackle for three miss type of guy. So that's awesome uh, with with Penasini. That's probably where I want to start, guys, is, is with Will. So I've taken Simonson out of my side. I'm actually looking at Sean Russell now with the dual position. So I did want someone that had center and wing fullback dual just to cover both with, you know, Keeney being out in round two and the, you know, chances of like Ben Chaboyevich being out of this side eventually and stuff like that. I, I want that type of position and, and Sean Russell does does match that um, type of type of spot there. And, and he looks like he's improved, definitely, Sean Russell. So he scored a try, um, kicked a, goal, a couple of goals actually in the first trial for 40 points and picked up 27 in this one. And he came, I think he played about 65. He was off at, or 70 in the end. I think he came back on for the last five or six there and um, played the first 60 odds. So yeah, 27 for him with no tries, no line breaks. Tackle numbers were high as well. I was very happy with that. 10 tackles for one missing. One of them, he was playing center at the end there, but um, nine tackles and a miss. Him and Penasini look really strong defensively on that side. And you've got the go to general fantasy out on that uh, right edge. And if you can remember who that is, and uh, if you remember, if you've got memories of the party from last year, then you know what I'm talking about. And uh, dare I say... Is the great Bryce Cartwright, the Cardi Party, undervalued? I'm going to say yes. I think I think he is. Anyway, that's amazing. Let's talk about him now. He was incredible. He ended up getting, what did he get? 49. No, what are you, 49? 49 in the end. He actually lost a, a bunch of points near the back end here. I think he missed a few tackles in the end, yeah. But he was um he was crushing it. He was like 53 at half time and then ends up at 49. So you'd imagine that in, that one in, in, uh, yeah, in a game that matters, let's say. Matters Madison, who didn't play. So maybe there's an issue with, with Madison. 
Like he didn't even, yeah, he was in the 18 and, and that was that. So maybe he just, um, maybe he's carrying a niggle or something. That's why he's not there. But um, yeah, Cartwright, I, I was going to say he's undervalued at a 46 average or whatever he is. I think he's going to be a 53 point scorer this year. So if you are interested in going for him, the offloading king, then uh, then do so. But that means you'd have, you could have like Penasini, you could have Hopgood, you could have all of them, right? But we can't have them all. That's for sure. Uh, Hop good while we're there, guys. 69 points with a try. 226 meters. He is an absolute workhorse. Love his work. Um, two tackle breaks, 31 tackles for a miss. Three offloads. Yeah, three offloads as well. So he's a top tier gun, guys. Uh, a dual position legend that might not play Origin. Definitely keep him in your thoughts. That's for sure. Uh, what else we got? Sivo, I just don't think you can take, guys, as a cheapie in the wing fullback. Gutho, good to see him out playing. Um, just, you know, a lot of talk of him going through some niggles and, and different, uh, I think he had an off-season surgery or something, so good to see him out there. Dylan Brown, he tried really hard. That was a big thing with him. He looked like he yeah, was out there trying a lot. That left-hand side, not very strong, guys, for the most part. They got one try down there, Simonson. They um, you know, spread it well, but a lot of that, when they've got their strengths down the right-hand side with with Moses, with Cartwright, with Penasini and Russell, it's a really, really strong right side, and I am worried that how much will they will go left. And that's, you know, slots straight into to Sean Lane. He ended up, you know, scoring fairly well fantasy-wise coming off the bench. So if he's not playing 80 minutes and they're going to, you know, have Telma, Kelma Tuolangi on there and um, and not start Lane, that is a big worry. And I just, you can't start with him if that's the case. We'll obviously see you know, how that plays out and if um, Kelma is actually named to, to in these, you know, 17s and the like. But for Sean, over 100 meters, 22 tackles, one miss. Is uh is a good tick, but yeah, if he doesn't get the minutes, he can't, you can't pick him. That's just it's as simple as that. Mitch Moses, let's just look at this, and that's all you have to answer. Five makes in tackles, seven misses, and there you saw a bunch of games last year with that, and that unfortunately is just not good enough. And I think a bunch of them was on, was a both for more early in the game. I looked at it, I was like three tackle breaks, didn't even notice he had that. And I think he ended up with five or six. Uh, a lot of that was on Moses, so. That's not good enough, and that's what's going to kill a lot of his fantasy scores, even with his great kicking, his goal kicking, his putting on tries and the like, which he naturally is always going to do. Um, that is missed tackle numbers are going to be absolutely killer if he happen, if that happens every sort of three or four weeks, which it does. So he'll still be he'll still be really good. The big, the big news out of this one, guys, is the Eels looked great. They should have put this game away even more, um, but they didn't, and whatever. It's a trial game, but... Um, I think they're going to bounce back really well this season. That's the big news out of this. Titans, probably lucky that they have a, a slightly easier draw to kick things off because they weren't up to scratch, I don't think. They were missing, obviously, for Fida. They were missing Foran. He didn't play this one. So that's a couple of couple of big outs. Obviously, Jaden Campbell as well. And um, yeah, they had Tino. They had Mo. Um, Tanner, kind of you know, awesome try assist. We'll talk about Tanner in a sec because there's some interest there as well, which is funny. But... Um, I suppose the big news here now, now, guys, is like the Lusik and the hands one. Do we actually get one of them in this team or do they minute share? And if they minute share, we can't touch them. You know, Lusik started really poorly. had like eight points in his almost 40 minutes. Hands come on with like five minutes to go. End up with 20. He he got spelled again and Lusik came back on after being eight. That's, yeah, well into the second half. So he worked worked hard in that second stanza and, uh, yeah, end up with 30 tackles for one miss, which was good. Brendan Hands, 20 tackles for one miss. So both those hookers not missing much. Which is great news, um, but yeah, if if one of the other guys named on the bench, we can't start with them. I just don't think yeah we can do it. That's for sure. Uh, Ogden gonna try Makatoa. Morgan Harper could be there round one. It seems like it's very small for Simonson. So if he is named round one, I I still will look at him. But um, 
it's a bit of a little bit of a red flag that he has a hamstring niggle. All right, let's go to the Titans there and Keanu Kinney. Let's start with him, guys. 33 points. Run meters 170. You know, awesome kick return meters up at 86. Just as a, a zoomer, absolutely flies. He's super young. Um, good post-contact meters. The only thing to note, I suppose, here, uh, seven tackle breaks was great. He'll be in my side. The only thing to note is that Campbell is... They spoke to Campbell on the sideline, Jaden, that is, and he was hopeful to be returning in round three or four. He was saying he had some complications with his surgery. This was really frustrating and the recovery. Um, and he's hoping to return in round three or four. So again, it is very likely that it's going to be in round five. Um, it could be earlier and that could kill us, but I still think it's worth taking the risk on Keeney when he can, in that really tough wing fullback position, he can score 33 in a team that was very, very well beaten and he didn't even play the full game. So that's something to note with Keanu. My goodness, the AKP... Um, Camperera try off Bofo Moore. He almost dropped it and he was like sprinting at 150 miles an hour as he was like juggling the ball. And Sean Russell like defended really well, but um, yeah, you just can't beat speed. That was absolutely incredible. He'd have to be close to the quickest over 20 meters in the comp. Um, he's probably gone faster, which is wild. So he, it was one of those ones where it was just like he caught it and zoomed past. Like Russell like dove and got like the back of his jumper. It was just like, whoa. One of those, anyway. Um, crazy. Harley Smith Shields, he had a, a better game defensively, was much better, obviously. 14 tackles for two misses, ran the footy as well. He's always sort of working hard in uh, in that sense, but uh, was under 100 meters compared to the other guys. He didn't play the full game either. Brimson went off with some uh, precaution, it was precaution, precautionary. <laughs> good, uh, good English. Um, for him, at about the 60 minute mark, he was, yeah, on and off injured throughout the game, so that's something to note. I don't think we'll look at him anyway. Tanner Boyd, let's talk about him. So that was the easiest 33 at halftime. He does seem to fall apart in the second half, which is a bit of an issue. He did drop a very easy ball. But Tanner Boyd, I'm just not that keen on Robson anymore. And Tanner Boyd with the hooker half jewel is someone that's really piquing my interest. And I was speaking to a few guys about it and they are interested as well. Um, so Tanner there running the ball for 37 meters. That try assist was awesome. It looked like he'd taken a step up in that first half, even though they got absolutely trounced. So he was on 33 with a try assist, missing all three of his goals. So he kicks two of them, you get a 50 in a really terrible game, priced at about the 46, 45, whatever he is. Um, so I definitely think he can be a 50 guy and they have a very, very nice draw to kick things off. By round two is the only kind of annoying one. But if you do need a half or you do need a hooker, I would definitely have gone... Um, sorry, spoken around him and not spoken about him too much in this preseason. I definitely thought in that first half, he'd taken a leap with um, you know, his game management and the like. The Eels were just too good for the Titans. Um, but obviously in the in that second half, there wasn't much for you know, fantasy points for many of these players. And um, the big thing there is obviously the tackles. So 16 tackles, no misses, 560 kick meters with a try assist. And that's all that was for 45. You know, there'll, be other, there'll be other games where... As I said, he actually kicks a couple of goals. If they're winning games, he'll he'll pick up another try assist or he'll be able to score something himself. And he'll be sort of somewhere around that 50 points. Yeah, that's a little bit upside. Could have games above. Very unlikely he goes under 40, I think, this year. He's not, you know, Foran's not going to kick for obviously more than zero than, than what Weaver, Weaver kicked for. Well, until the end, 68 kick meters after four kicks. But um. Foran doesn't kick for much either. So yeah, if, if Titans actually can have a good start to the season, I can see him averaging over 50 for the for the kickoff to the season. And and that would be cool. But um, until then, 
we don't know how that's going to look. And uh, he didn't actually play the full 80 either for this 45 points. So that's something to note as well. So I'm talking myself into Tanner after selling him at a very cheap rate last year. Uh, sold him undervalued and uh, I may buy him overvalued. No, I don't think so. don't think he's overvalued at all. At worst, I think he's on par for a guy that um, that is dual position and can help you in that hooking position and the halves if you so need it. And if Fogarty's not there, I think it's a... I think he's a definite for my team if Foggs is not there because I don't think you can go, you know, weeks you're going to need to play in the fullback, wing fullbacks. Are you going to go Flanagan? Uh, if you just got Hutcho and, and a Cleary with no backup, Tanner could be really helpful. So that's something to think about. Anyway, uh, Keenan Palacia is not him, guys. And he got the one sin in this one. He made 12, missed four tackles. They were very, very early on. His PPM is junk anyway, so just don't look at him. But for more guys, he... Um, was a really good return from him. 89 meters run. He picked up some tackle breaks. 24 tackles, two misses. Uh, there will be games. He'll get up into the 30s, obviously. He, he was uh, one of the higher ones. 30 for Chris Randall was high, and there was a few 20s. But outside of that, he um, had a lovely pass to Camprera. Picked up a try assist. It's going to be a fun left side with um, with AKP. And you can see there, it was a bit of a weapon ball that um, Fafita was kind of hitting AKP with. And picking up tries. So it's good to see him on the left left side as well because that'll be four inside and he'll only score better next to four and compared to being with Weaver, who you know, is a good player, but he's young compared to four and we know what he can provide. You saw some good minutes for Chris Randall, Aaron Clark, Cleese Haas as well. And uh, I expect all of those guys to play some decent minutes with Joloff off the bench as well. Um, Jacob Arlick was solid guys at 27. Didn't play the full game, but um, defensively was good, 24 uh, tackles for, for no misses, but didn't run the footy heaps, if I am correct. Yeah, 28 run meters. So that's not ideal, and it's definitely not what you want in your side. Um, on top of that, that will probably do us, I think. That was fun. That was a lot of chat. Tino looked great as well. Uh, for those who are looking at him, didn't play massive minutes, but 41 there. He picked up five tackle breaks, a couple off, one offload. Yep. Um, tackles, he missed a bunch, but uh, th- that can be him, especially early in the season. But he did look very, very good. And I think we will leave it at that. So big thanks to you guys for you know checking into these all these preseason games. The preseason is done. We have trial, we have sorry, we have trials. Trials are done. We have team lists on Tuesday for the Vegas games. Super, super excited for that. I think I'm going to leave my team right now as it is until we see those team lists. And I'm just going to lock in the guys that I'm going to be taking I'm playing in, in Vegas and put them in my starting side and then the rest is going to be super fluid. You do have to create a full 21, guys. Make sure you have to set your captain and your vice. So if it's a Murray, if it's a Haas, if it's whatever, and you know, Cleary's going to be your captain, then, then lock that in. Um, and then the guys that are playing in Vegas, they'll be locked in and the rest can be fluid and move around. So have a few different plans and, and make sure you keep a little bit of cash in the bank just in case you have to change things around. But um, yeah, we'll jump in and we've got a full player checklist video tomorrow with Matt from the private group there. Uh, if you want to jump in that, do so. Description, uh, everything's in the description and uh, DM me is the easiest way to do it. And uh, thanks for being here. That'll do. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 